Uh, as we said, the House of Parliament's Transport Committee held their first hearings into the Christmas season travel chaos that we saw last month. Uh, they're going to be looking into the lengthy delays, the subsequent treatment, too. That's on their list. The treatment that thousands and thousands of air and rail passengers uh, went through. We know what happened. Trips delayed, trips canceled, baggage lost, shuffled back and forth from hotel to airport to airport to hotel. It was a mess. So officials from Air Canada, WestJet, Sunwing all appeared yesterday, all talked about a bunch of different things. Extraordinary weather, it was a perfect storm, a handful of things that came together to create all the chaos. So these committees, what can we reasonably expect? What are they trying to do? We're going to find out. We're going to chat with Daniel Chai, who is a lawyer and lecturer in law and business at the University of Toronto and Toronto Metropolitan University. Daniel, thanks for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. So the, the testimony that I heard yesterday, uh, it included some apologetic language from the airline officials uh, and a lot of explaining, too, which I, I'm not sure I hear much, though, in the way of how we're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. It's a lot of, well, this is what happened and it was beyond our control. What was your takeaway from what you heard yesterday? Yeah, I got a strong sense that there was a lot of finger pointing. Yeah. I, also, I also got the sense that this is really just a show trial for the uh Liberal government to kind of deflect attention from their poor planning and uh, mismanagement when it comes to uh, consumer um, and passenger rights. You know, we're supposed to have some of the strongest protections for passenger rights, but uh, clearly they didn't uh, really help. And uh, so this that that whole uh, process of the um, committee, I think, is really more for show uh, as opposed to anything else. In terms of that, Daniel, and I, I mean, a lot of it's going to be, hey, we're going to do something, and this is the first thing we're doing, and, and you're right, I don't have a lot of expectations that much will come of this. What is a reasonable expectation of the government in terms of this industry? It's, it's different from all industries, but essentially it is a private industry at its heart. So what is our what should we expect of the government around travel in this country? Because it's been a real mess for over a year now. Well, the problem is in Canada, we have an oligopoly. We basically protect um, large conglomerates. We only have a couple airlines, national airlines, WestJet, Air Canada, and a few smaller regional players. So the reality is, it's not like anyone can just set up an airline. Uh, Canada, because of that lack of competition, lack of having foreign airlines, uh, unlike Europe, which has an open skies policy, so you can be a German airline operating in France, no problem, or in the UK. They don't have that here. And so uh, what you have as a situation is um, the government is tends to have a lot of ex-airline executives and people who are, you know, were lawyers for airlines and so forth on the, uh, as part of the Transport Canada side and also as part of the CTA. Canadian Transportation Agency, and I think that coziness, the oligopoly, just reeks of really um, sort of a hypocrisy. You know, the government says it's trying to be um, proactive, trying to help uh, Canadians, uh, passengers, but the reality is I think uh, we're seeing that uh, the relationship is a little too cozy. Um, They really need to have... um, uh, our best interests at, in, at mind as opposed to uh, trying to look after uh, corporate interests. And I, and I think uh, that's one of the reasons why uh, the regulations and uh, passenger rights uh, provisions they put in uh, have actually proven to be extremely ineffective. Totally, yeah. They've, in fact, you know, they're supposed to dish out fines uh, 
And the only fine they've issued is one, a single fine to WestJet for $200. Yeah. Uh, it's just a joke. Yeah, we've had guests on the air say, you know what, if you're running an airline, instead of offering refunds and the rest of the stuff, just keep violating the rules because the penalties are almost non-existent. And even if they are, it's way cheaper to violate them than it is to do anything else. I mean, it, it makes good business sense to do what they're doing. And they are. Uh, they know that. Uh, the airlines know yeah. that, and they're taking advantage of uh, weak uh, regulations. I think it's also kind of interesting to see that uh, the minister for transport, he, uh, you know, he's he his his. Uh, they're actually planning the cuts. Um, over eighty workers um, that take complaints and deal with uh, passenger complaints, uh, and they have a thirty-three thousand complaint backlog, not including the uh, the storm that just occurred and all the thousands of complaints that are going through the pipelines for that. Uh, and, and, and of the 33,000, those are actually complaints that are being appealed because, uh, they haven't been properly adjudicated or at least, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the, uh, complainants have, have not been satisfied with the answers being provided by the CTA. So it's a broken system. It's not yeah. working. And, you know, the guy, you know, the minister is saying, we're going to do something for you, but the reality is they're, you know, they're playing the cuts. So uh, it shows they, they didn't actually have a plan. This is all being made up, and it's for political optics to look good. I mean, so obviously it sounds like your expectations, like mine, are extremely low that, that this committee will actually amount to anything. Is it just an airing of grievances then, Daniel? Well, I think because this is a government that's uh, very based on optics and has a short-term thinking mentality you know if you look at how they've kind of managed and governed themselves over the last few years everything is done on sort of short-term political points i think what you're going to see because they are in a minority government and they want to look good is before the next uh winter storm comes there will be some changes to make it look like they're doing more for Mm -hmm. consumers um and you know the minister has voiced um that as one of his mandates is to strengthen passenger rights. Um, on that same note, you know, they're, they've kind of forgotten about rail passengers as well. There's a lot of people that got stuck on the trains and, uh, you know, via, via rail, uh, same thing. Uh, basically, you've got a little monopoly there uh, in Canada. And, uh, you know, it's really a, 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 a question that uh, we are we really willing to tolerate these monopolies, oligopolies, whether it's telecommunications, transport, um, it seems like in Canada we're just too complacent. Yeah, and we'll see where it goes. Uh, but like you say, it, it may not go anywhere. Uh, Daniel, thanks so much for your insight. As always, I appreciate it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.